Welcome to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. And if you guys need a special battery, whether it's a regular battery or uh, something special that's very rare and hard to find, stop by your local Interstate Battery retail location and talk with a battery expert. These guys are very knowledgeable in the products that they sell and they can get you what you want, when you want it, whether it's a truck battery, whether it's a special battery for like a rangefinder or trail camera batteries, any type of battery, these guys are able to get it for you. So stop into a uh, interstate battery retail location, talk with a specialist, or if you want to learn about the culture, the company of interstate batteries, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. And this is episode one. Today on the show, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andy and Micah, and we'll be talking about the 2020 elk season in Missouri. We'll talk about some general guidelines that we've got from the Department of Conservation, uh, our experiences elk hunting, and go down a few rabbit holes for you all. So enjoy the show. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Today we got an awesome show, don't we guys? Episode one. Got Andy and Micah here again, uh, and episode one is about Missouri elk season. Missouri elk. Can y'all believe that? In all my years. All my years. Never would have thought we'd be able to hunt them (laughs) here in our home state. Chances aren't great, right? No, but hey, it's a chance. Who thought at one point in time that someday either us or our children would have a a chance to hunt elk in this state. I mean, That's we, cool. s- we spend a lot of money every year to travel out of state to hunt those. So the fact that now there's a slim chance, I mean, yeah, it's slim, but hey, I'll but take it. Yep. None. It's, it's cool. not none. It's not uh, none. Right. Although in this room, raise your hand if you've already applied in this oh, state. Micah, you got your hand up, I'm, Nate? I'm glad yeah. they can see see hands. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm telling the people. Okay. I mean, I did that. As soon as they open that May, up, pretty May first, much. Yeah, right? I haven't, haven't done that. Nah, yet. he'll get it done. He'll get it done. But uh, so this episode, we're just kind of going to talk about um, the new Missouri elk season. Uh, I'll give you some of the basic information. We'll talk about what we love about elk hunting, and and um, hopefully our next episode, I'll have a biologist on from the Missouri Department of Conservation to talk about uh, our elk herd. Um, you know, some of the so scientific stuff about them. Um, but today we're just going to talk about the basics. You know, the actual facts that we, we don't know. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> facts. We're all, we're all just BSing right now. <laughs> and that what this whole thing is, right? That's what it's all okay. about. Good. All right. So I uh, thought first I'd read this this press release from uh, the Department of Conservation. Uh, so it'll be a little bit long, but I think it'll give some people who don't know about the new season um, some good information. We'll talk about a little bit about 
what some of this means after I read it. But So uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but a good portion. So Missouri's first pending elk hunt comes after years of restoration efforts uh, of the once native species by MDC. Numerous partners, including the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, those guys are awesome, and many supporters, including local communities and landowners. For the first elk season, MDC has designated a nine-day archery portion that will run October 17 to 25, and a nine-day firearms portion that will run December 12 to 20. Uh, The five permits will be for bull elk only and will be valid for both portions. All permits will be assigned through a random lottery drawing. Um... The timing of the season was designated to come after the peak of elk breeding during late September and early October and to avoid the elk season coinciding with portions of the firearm deer season, which we know is crazy in this state, right? That's right. Absolutely. Good old orange army. Yep. Uh, explain MDC elk and deer biologist Aaron Hildreth, uh, who we hope to have on the, so- the show soon. Uh, MDC will require a $10 application fee for those applying for the general permits, and then qualifying landowners will not be required to pay the $10 application fee when applying for the landowner permit. Those selected for each of the five permits will then uh, pay a $50 permit fee. So I guess if you get drawed or drawn, 60 bucks it'll be 60 bucks, which is well, first of all, yeah, for those who don't know, I mean, we go out, like we said on the, the first podcast, <coughs> we go out every year to Colorado. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I can't remember. But 720 it's, bucks. When it's said and done. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to pay for everything, habitat stamp, all that good stuff out yeah. out in Colorado. And they're one of the cheaper states, I believe. They they um, are. Yeah. You know, it's $700-plus to go on out of state. Yeah, and that's just your tag. I mean, that's not everything oh, else. That's I mean, not equipment. Gear, that's I mean, not gear. Yep. You're talking a chance to do it for 60 bucks though, basically, 10 bucks plus your 50 if you get drawn. Yeah. And you don't have to have all the equipment, all the different stuff. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then I'll continue on here a little here, and then we'll get more into it. MDC will limit the random lottery to one application per person per year with a 10-year sit-out period for those drawn for a general permit before they may p- apply again. So um, if you do get drawn this year, you better be all in. You're sitting out, right? So you better you better go those nine days or whatever you get drawn oh, for. I mean, so. you're definitely going to take <laughs> your vacation. Right. Uh, you might have to give up deer season that year to, <laughs> to do it, it. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going all in for sure. Uh, if selected for a landowner elk permit, qualifying landowners will not be required to wait 10 years before, again, applying for a landowner elk permit. Qualifying landowners may apply only each year for a general elk hunting permit and for a landowner elk permit, but are eligible to receive only one permit annually. Uh, the landowner elk permit is limited to resident landowners with at least 20 acres within the landowner elk hunting zone of carter reynolds and shannon counties zone boundaries are shown in the application the landowner permit is non-transferable and may only be filled on the landowner's property um and then there's some more information uh go ahead no that's yeah very good information yeah and like i said um for more information uh i just wanted to give you all some basic info there uh go to mdc.mo.gov department of conservation's website and they've got some information about how to apply. Um, Micah, you applied through the yeah, I mean, the you, hunting it, app. I mean, I would think most residents now, but you can actually get your Missouri. I think it's called Mo Hunt. Let me check real quick, or real quick. Yeah, Mo Hunting hunting app, and you can get all your tags right there on the app. What it'll do is you go into the app, you hit buy permits, and you can buy them right there. It sends you off to the link to do it all or whatever, and then that way. 
you know, you have everything right there on your phone, which everybody carries their phone nowadays. Yeah, that's... But, yeah, so I went in there, put by permit, and then go scrolled through, and it said elk or whatever the wording was. Yeah. Put in my info. And Pretty I'm, easy. Yeah. Yeah, real easy. Yeah, that's all I use anymore is that Mo Hunting app for all my tags. and Yeah, absolutely. It's real simple to use. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's the basic information. Um, uh, I think the drawing is going to be – yeah, do they, does it say when you'll know? Uh, applicants can check to see if they have been selected for an elk hunting permit online starting July 1st. Um, oh, so that's pretty quick, Yeah, really. There's a there's a website you go to, and then you log in to manage your account. There's some other stuff you got to do to find out if you got uh, drawn, but it'll be pretty easy. I mean, like I said. I wonder if we'll be able to see who actually draws the tags or if it's going to be you, like. If they'll publicize it. Yes, if they'll publicize if they it. If they do. We got to talk to those people. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Um, either before or after their hunt. See how I mean, it went. Have you guys been look? I mean, I don't know, but, you know, on Facebook, NBC always, you know, puts their little thing, hey, elk season's going to start, blah, blah, blah. And then you get on the comments, and everybody's like, oh, yep, those tags are already spoken for. They're always going to go to these people, <laughs> right. blah, blah, blah. I mean, who knows? Who knows, but, hey, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm putting I'd like my name to, in the hat. I mean, I'm hoping – one of us get it, but if not, I'd sure like to talk to the people that do get it. Oh, that'd be cool, Absolutely. just to see, you know, what their experience was like. Yeah. If if they go, if it's after they've hunted, you know, see what their experience was like. Um, what how kind was of the tactics hunting? they used? I mean, I mean, because we, I mean, be everybody watches hunting shows, and tactics are going to be a lot different. I'm well, sure. And we're not down in that area. I'd be curious to talk to even somebody down there. Do they bugle? I mean, they've been right. down there for a while. I mean. You would are, think are so. They vocal elk. I mean, because you go to. I mean, again, not to keep off on Colorado. Go to other states in general, and there's some herds that are very, you know, vocal. vocal. You miss the rut by, I guess you call it the rut. I don't. You miss it by a week. I mean, it determines sometimes if they're vocal, not vocal. So, oh, even within uh, the same state, I mean, I'm sure parts of Colorado where you know we are going right now currently, elk hunting. We're we're going fresh. we're going to a DIY over the counter. You know, yeah. tags, public, zone. Public land, and anybody we, and your brother can go. And we typically go early, so the the elk aren't usually very vocal. No, you might get one or two at the first day or so, or but usually after three days, they they shut yeah. up. And then, like last year, there was so much pressure that oh, they yeah. wouldn't have been doing anything anyway. Yeah. So Well, I mean, and, I mean, I would think, I mean, you got to think this herd, been here since 2011 i don't know what type of generation that has like if the first generation that was here if they've died off or not but talking about nine years i mean i mean i know elk usually they can get up into that 10 12 year mark I'd but imagine, yeah. but i mean they they don't know pressure like deer no pressure they don't have hunting pressure yet so right. it, i'm wondering if it's gonna be i mean i doubt it's like shooting fish in a barrel or anything <laughs> but i hope not i mean if you think about it They've never had hunting pressure on them. So it m might be a situation where they might be really vocal, and it might be – I mean, I'm not going to call it an easy hunt, but it might not be as bad as you think. Yeah. Right. And then, then the guys that get it the next year are screwed because they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what's going on. Yeah. Did I tell you guys um, – I think it was last summer I was down south working, and I was driving on – I think it's 60 Highway in between southeast Missouri and Springfield. Mm -hmm. And – one of the spots that they reintroduced them was a place called Peck Ranch. Well, that's the main that one, is, yeah. I mean, yep. that is there's, the there's ranch. There's two. There's another one. I can't remember everything, but yeah. So Peck Ranch, and I had time to kill. I was just driving to Springfield just to stay the night that night in Springfield, 
And so I'm like, I'm going to go to Peck Ranch. And I drove through there and saw the saw a herd of elk, mm-hmm. I mean, in the middle of summer. So, um, but just to see those animals in my state, and Peck Ranch is so much different than where we're at up here. I mean, right. you know, I haven't it's, been not, it, it's not Colorado. Right. But, you know, it's rolling hills and, you know, it's it's some terrain. It's You're not going to walk out and, you know, just wear some slippers and go hunting, you know, right. that sort of stuff. So, you have to put in the work. You know, they – Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think the elevation's, you know, only around 1,000 feet down there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But So it's definitely not up in the ten, eleven thousand 11,000 feet range that we're – going out there but you know my i'm curious how it's how different the hunting will be right from what we are currently doing out out west to if one of us somehow got lucky enough to get that here yeah um you know like we said will they respond to bugles will they take off do they even bugle that much yeah do they even care if they i mean because how close were you did you just drive by and they were in a field or something i just drove they were right in a field and i Drove by with the car. Yeah. Yeah. Stopped and watched them for a minute. And I wonder what kind of – did anybody happen to look what kind of access uh, Peck Ranch – Peck, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I wonder – I mean, because where we – I mean, where we go in Colorado, we take our quads on some places just to get further up in there to get yeah. more access. I don't know. Well, like, I, mean, I know – You can't hunt Peck Ranch, but you have if, – if I am if I read that right in an article, but you – I mean, the public land surrounding it basically okay. is yeah. available. Yeah, and like I said, we, we don't know a lot. Um, we're hoping to have somebody on with the Department of Conservation to, mm-hmm. to get some more information. Hopefully it's next episode. Um, just about, you know, the science behind these things, about the animals, all that stuff. Um, you know, how it's going to, how it's going to go. But, um, you know, it sounds like, you know, five lucky people are, are going to get the opportunity to hunt these things. And dude, that'd be, that'd be so sweet. Oh man. I are mean, you bu- are you buying your tag right now? So actually, yeah. yeah Andy's on his phone. <laughs> what, what you told me you could do on the app. I, I literally just started and honestly I am now done. So I don't know how long that right. took me and I have one bar of service down here. So it took me a little bit. I mean, it was just, <laughs> I was just starting to get mad at you for disappearing on me. So it didn't take you too long. No, I, I honestly, I, I know it was a little quiet there for, but <laughs> literally you told me I just pulled up the app and that's how, what, five minutes. Not, no, that? not even that. dude. How many deer hunters do we have in Missouri? Like, oh, could you, could you figure out how many tags we the state of Missouri the, sells? I bet I could. Well, find I just out. want to know what the odds are of actually. Oh, I, mean, I bet the odds of winning this lottery are about similar to winning <laughs> the other lotteries or something like that. Yeah. I'd say it's a little better than that, but honestly, I mean, if I'm one of the first five people, you, you're I, you're 100 right. I'm shutting down. I mean, those nine days of archery. And then you get the gun portion as yeah, well. December yeah, December 12 you can to do 20. Both. So if I don't get one in that nine portion, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting, shutting down, down then December. Too. I mean, you got 18 yeah. days to get it done, pretty much. Yep. I mean, which I think that's great because, I mean, this first year, it's kind of, I mean, I'm assuming it's kind of a trial and error thing. I don't know if they're going to up it next year to maybe 10 people or what, but the, I like that you don't have to get, a, get drawn for both of them. You get one, you can either do it with your – bow or with your rifle or both or, or both you know if you didn't get yeah. you just you got it you get the opportunity to get it done so I that's mean, cool uh, that's I the big thing right there it's not open to like out of state applications no it's just it's just resident resident only which is great i mean no offense towards those other guys come hunt our whitetail all you want but we'll we'll right. keep our elk for right now yeah and i think that's the um the big thing is you said it micah the opportunity yeah. oh yeah i mean that that's crazy to me that when when i remember them introducing the elk 
you know, back about 10 years ago, I, I'm like, yeah, okay. But yeah, it's not going to happen thought, in my lifetime. I, I thought in my I lifetime we're never going to get to hunt them. Yeah. And now, you know, nine years later, I think they said they, they introduced them in 11. Well, if I'm not mistaken, look at like Kentucky and Michigan. They've done the same thing, I believe. Yep. And Kentucky, they're growing their uh, permits. I don't know how many they're up to now, but I think their first year they had a very limited – and now they're getting pretty aggressive on it. I'd, yeah, I'd have to. I don't know my facts again, but I'd have to look. See well, what and I think what's cool about it for me is elk were native to Missouri. Yeah, you know they got hunted to extinction in the 1800s, um, and so that is what I think is cool is they're an animal that should be here. Right, and they're back, and you know. Well, I mean, well, they say mountain lions be here too, but I really don't. Well, I mean, kind of the same though. thing is doesn't bear season? Aren't we having our first bear season this year? Yeah, from what I hear, like I said, we really? hope to do an episode yeah, on that at that some one, point. Yeah. We've heard I'm about bear hunting, and yeah, no, nobody take us uh, our word on it right now because I haven't done any research yet. But uh, yeah, I've heard you know bear at some I, point I, too. I, I was at one of my customers' house the other day, and his uh, I think it was this son-in-law or something like that he actually works for the missouri conservation down south and he showed me and he's in charge of tagging all the bears in missouri mm. or whatever and he showed me a picture of this one i mean this thing was huge like you you when you think of like an arkansas bear or something like that you don't it's think of a very bear, yeah. big bear this thing had a head on him i mean it was huge very surprising very surprising so i mean that, that's going to be pretty cool whenever we can hunt them too oh no doubt yeah, and they're—I mean—from they're moving farther north. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're located up here north. in Lafayette County. I mean, so that's we're for we got a little y'all bit that don't know Lafayette County is kind of like West Central Missouri, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. about thirty minutes east of Kansas City, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, thirty minutes to an hour or something like that. Yeah, depending on what part what of the county, county I guess. <laughs> and then I mean, yeah, that's, that's that's huge. Yeah, no more opportunities coming every day. So let me ask you this: I mean, I, I've I've you read, you can read on Facebook groups, whatever. Like some people, uh, even in like even out in the western states, will uh, stand hunt, you know, deer stand hunt, hang a stand and hunt elk that way. Yep. Is that an effective way? You think in Missouri? I mean, is, is that some place you go on this public ground out there? You hang a stand, find some trails, hang a stand. I mean, if the if, I mean, deer, I would think if you if they if you can get a pattern on them, why not? And they say western elk aren't you know as patternable as right but i would think that whitetail but given the environment and things i would think right and i mean i think they're not as patternable because their range is so big right i mean is an elk does an elk have a pattern yeah true in general until a rut happens and then we all know what happens then but i mean you're talking about an animal that in one day can travel 30 something miles you know like nothing like it's nothing and i know a whitetail can do that similar but right. they they tend not to i mean yeah i mean they stick know. to a pattern well they have to have a pattern because you talk about or I, you watch like a the hushing group and they you know they go shed hunting out and stuff west and they they find like the fireball was huge for the for them and that had an area if i'm not mistaken i could be completely wrong they'll call me a liar but he hunted an area for that bull for a few years before he got him oh yeah yeah i'm sure you could pattern them and like you were saying earlier micah they might not have much pressure, obviously. Right, right they now don't in have Missouri. the pressure that I mean. You go out west; those a lot of those places they're getting pressure. Uh, I mean, there's there's hunters everywhere. I mean, so and I know people hunt them um, out of stands. Right, right. I mean, I've seen it. For me, it'd be so weird to hunt. I mean, just because I think of the elk be hunting weird. we do. 
That'd be right. so weird to hunt an It'd elk out of a tree stand. It'd be different. I think I would go with the spot and stock method yeah. if it was up to me. I, mean, I think that's what I love about elk hunting so much is it's different than whitetail hunting for us. Right now, the elk hunting that we go do, like I said, there's all kinds of different hunting out there. But the elk hunting we go do is in pressured public land yep. in Colorado right now. And we are on our feet. I we have are called in more people than I've called in elk. <laughs> we, we should feel proud about doing that. What's that called uh, again? Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. <laughs> you know, which we're not really, we're not like bugling them in. But right. hey, it's cool that, that they think we're cows. Um, but so out there, it's just, it's a, it's different. You're, you're working hard. You're, I'm, you know, I'm a short dude. I'm climbing over all this deadfall. And by the end of it, I just, I want to kill myself. You know, Missouri wouldn't have all that deadfall. Maybe. I don't know. I get, I mean, could. Oh, there's no it's way. It's not going to have the big no. giant pines and stuff falling, but. I would, uh, terrain wise, it's definitely easier. Terrain. But I would feel like it would be weird sitting you down. Ozark Mountains, though, too. That's different. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Dude, I'd like to find out. I'm telling you oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Sign me up. Actually, I, would just, I just signed up in five minutes on the app. <laughs> but I would find, I mean. You can, too. It just, I would maybe feel Actually weird. Don't I don't want it. Yeah, never mind. No. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody else sign it, up. It just takes, the three of us. It takes at least four to five hours. You need to sit aside every day. And no, yeah. joking. I'm joking. Now we're giving misinformation out. We're sorry, folks. But yeah, I mean, fake news. <laughs> for me, it would feel weird just sitting still for an elk, just because of how we've we've hunted so far. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sure, I'd try it. I mean, but. Essentially, it's, I mean, that's what it is. It's just like deer hunting. So, you know, we'll just have to see. I mean, like I said, it's just going to be, it's so different. Nobody's done it in so many years that we're just going to have to, hopefully we get to hear. I'm somebody. guessing our herd's different. I mean, I know they're the same, they're Rocky species, Mountain Elks, but right. they're they're still unique now because their family group is mm-hmm. is what it is. I mean, they're not traveling over to Kentucky or anywhere else at the moment. You give the you, you think about it. I mean, you, you you touched on it. Their area that they have to travel in the western states is huge. You give them Missouri, and now they're not restricted. But you have more highways, more cities, more you know. Right. They have tens of thousands of acres where they run into anything. Here, you don't have that. So, are they going to stay in a confined, more of a confined spot? Right. I'm curious how. Like I said, one hopefully this next episode we get to talk to a, a guy that's much right. smarter than we are about elk but mm-hmm. doesn't take I'm, much <laughs> no i'm curious how they'll migrate in this state yeah you know like where we're at down south where they are there's a lot less highways a lot less people a lot more timber a lot more land right where we are we are m- much more farm ground up here uh, obviously to our west is kansas city and so there's there's people more people out there where we are is obviously less populated but there's still towns mm-hmm. there's more highways less timber because we have a lot of farm ground right, mm-hmm. right. so will they ever make it you know up here um well i've it, heard of stu- uh, well yeah you've heard of being spotted up in Caldwell County which is north i mean it's two counties north where we are now but yeah. that's a you know a far and few between i think mm-hmm. that was a farm situation though right like I, I think a lot of, of those it? ones that you see up north, I think they do get. They get. I, yeah. they, I mean, because, I mean, we got, I mean, and who knows if they're true, but we always hear where I hunt up north, one of the Tall farms. tales. Well, yeah. One <laughs> of the, uh, you hear those, you know, sitting around the coffee, t- morning coffee table with all the farmers and stuff. Oh, yeah, so-and-so, he shot a bull elk right down the road, you know, last year. MDC just came and took the antlers, and that was it. 
you know, didn't say nothing about it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, who knows if it's true oh, or not, yeah, but. That's going to be it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I shot Sasquatch one time. <laughs> right. I, tell I, mean, that one. You never, I mean, you don't know. And so, but I, I do think that a lot of those ones that you see online or whatever, I do feel like they probably get out of those high fence areas. Yeah. Because they're definitely around. So. They're definitely around up there. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, I know there's, you know, some farms out there and things like that that raise them. So, right. I mean, you would think eventually livestock is going to get out somehow. Yeah, cow gets out. Every cow gets out. Yeah. It happens. But, I mean, and I believe, didn't you say that they're only going to allow the herd to get up to, what, 500? Yeah, on this. Their goal is 500. The yeah. goal is 500. Yeah. I mean, because, and we talked we talked a little bit about what the podcast started, but I would think missouri the northern missouri and once you get up into those crop grounds i would think they'd they get a lot more pushback from the farmers because i mean i would assume that a herd of elk going through your corn is probably going to do a lot of damage more than a herd of deer would i would assume so but i, I mean i, I mean, don't, know, I, I don't know but i mean uh, but and maybe and that's something that we can talk to him about is why why are they putting a cap of 500 on it or you know their goal right you know and not just letting them go for well i'm sure there's science behind it and, right you know right. they're one a minimum of 200 i think and like yeah we, what we got okay. 250 yeah. or 230 something like that. i can't remember the exact number what we got right now but and maybe it's a deal where you know over 500 for our state isn't sustainable maybe you know once once again this would be cool to talk to them because think of all these questions we're thinking about right now yeah. you know is is a thousand elk in this state just not sustainable will they start getting disease will they start uh you know, stunt, you know, stunt growth because they just, the herd's too big and, you know, that sort of stuff. And they just don't have the area to flourish because maybe they just, if they started migrating up north here, they just won't do well, potentially. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm far from a scientist. Yes. So yes, you are. I'll, hey, man, come on now, jeez. You're far from the top shelf. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a short joke, folks. There's the first one, Micah. It's where they keep the big books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it's exciting, though. I mean, we're definitely going to be talking about it if anything else changes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you think so? A lot of guys here, if they go archery portion, uh, you know, before I started elk hunting, my my bow was set up a little differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Granted, you're talking, you know, five people here, but I changed my setup. <clears throat> excuse me, my setup from uh, whitetail to elk. I shoot a heavier arrow. I shoot a fixed blade broadhead. Um, now I know there are people that hunt elk with, you know, expandables, mechanicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I I wonder if if people will change their strategies. I mean, as far as their setups. I bet you could ask. A million people that question, you're going to get a million different answers. Yeah, I mean, right? me I mean, personally, right. I mean, I, I'm shooting the same setup here as I am in Colorado. So, do I, yeah. so I mean, I, I kind of got a middle of the road, middle of the road setup. I'm, I think I'm shooting 400, close to 450 grain arrow with all my setup, and I think I'm pulling back 70 pounds. You know, I'm, right. I think I was getting like 290 yeah. speed wise. That's not so, bad at all. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you learn, I mean. I think it's all preference. It's all preference, and then half the time, you know, what are you trying to accomplish, right? right. Do you want to put a 700-grain arrow through a shoulder? Yeah. I mean, I guess that would work, but hopefully. Or do you want to put Shot a. Shot placement is obviously better. Right. right. You I want mean, to put a 450-grain arrow right, right through the heart. Right. I 
I mean, yeah. that's that's what I go for. I go for more accuracy than anything. Right. You know, you well, can, and that you, you should. You yeah, should. I mean, you get you hear those guys all the time. If you get on any of the bow sites or anything like that, they're always talking about fighting over FOC and different right. subjects. And I'm just like, man, if I can hit that X at that yardage, I'm it should happy. be all right. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I mean, I know. I mean, sure, you definitely don't want to be pulling back thirty pounds, but oh, I, I want to be. but yeah i mean as long as you're hitting that x and you got enough to make a lethal kill i don't see what the setup matters and then you know like i said you ask a million people you get a million different answers answers. and then at the same time what we just said about shot placement sometimes you feel like that shot was good i mean we've we've had that happen in colorado in our in our group where we feel like that shot was good and we tracked that dang animal for two days and never recovered and you're just like what happened right was i three inches off yeah and so i only hit one lung and that's where i'm that you know i agree with the x you have to hit you know the most consistent the accurate as possible i'm up around five 550 grains i think you're also 87 foot tall yeah give or take everybody listening andy's about what like seven three i'm only six five Uh, only six five has a 37 inch draw (laughs) (laughs) what is it 32 31 and a half 31 and a half all it's right. hard to so find. If anybody both. has any, oh yeah, and make it left-handed. <laughs> yeah, and left-handed. So yeah. if you guys don't know any left-handed bows, no, just kidding. Um, I don't know. I just find it interesting. Everybody's different opinions on that type of stuff. But you're saying what you're like 550 grains. 550 grains. I went to a. I was shooting uh, expandables. Went to a fixed blade. For um, elk. For well, I now I shoot them all oh. all around. So I you're guess shooting in a dirt nap. Dirt naps. Yeah. yeah, I really like the dirt nap alphas. Um, I'm going to go to those this year. Stainless steel. I'm going to switch. Gonna switch. Try them out. Yeah, I'm going to switch, man. I, I, I like them. I've shot. Have you shot them, Micah? I've seen his. I've seen him shoot his. I'll be honest, I've shot two coyotes and a, two deer with the same broadhead and haven't sharpened it, haven't nothing, and passed throughs on all of them, which coyotes aren't, don't take much. Yeah, they don't take much to kill a coyote. But I'm a dude that like does not like change. Like Once I find something, I, I stick with it. Right. And... Like, I would like to try those, but I've had so much luck with my slick tricks. The thing I don't – Those are nice. I, I do like slick tricks. I like slick tricks, too, and that's what I shoot now. But the thing I don't like about slick tricks, I just feel like my blood my blood trail is not that, not that good. Yeah, but when yeah. it's 40 yards away, no big deal. I'm just kidding. Well, that's what you go for every time, but, <laughs> right. I mean, still. I mean, Yeah, I it, it's a smaller cutting surface um, for sure, right? I mean, it's what slick trick, slick trick standards are an inch. An inch, right. inch and a quarter, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I kind of – I kind of want to let, let a little bit more blood out of the bag whenever I'm cutting those. Through, uh, so. Those dirt naps you all are talking about, are they four blade? No, they're they're, uh, they're two they're blade with they're a bleeder. Yeah. Oh, okay. Strong. They're yeah, beveled. Strong are they beveled edge? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna tear it up. They're gonna rip through it. So uh, now now that we're kind of talking about that, but you get into the rifle portion, do you think that they'll put a deal on their like? I mean, because like a certain oh, rifle, yeah. You have because to use. if you think about it, a lot of people around here, they shoot their thirty thirties. I mean, are they going to let 243s? 243, you know, are they going to put I think, a... Honestly, 243 is a sufficient elk round in my Probably, opinion. but I mean... But you get to like anything smaller. 20, yeah. There's some people using 22 250s, 2 Yeah, I mean, in that, 556, I mean, yeah. people are using ARs to hunt. Right, yeah. I mean, as long as it's a center fire rifle, right? You right. can do it in Missouri, so... And technically, I mean... That's a good question. Like, are they going to put... Yeah. Uh, well, and they haven't... As far as I know, they, they haven't anything said anything. Are they going to say, you know, only this caliber or larger? Right. I mean, I shoot a 270, so I know I'd be good. Right. But there's a lot of people that 
shoot a lot smaller caliber. And, I mean, personally, I wouldn't think you'd want to go with <laughs> smaller caliber when it comes to elk. I mean, they are I don't tough. I think I'd go anything smaller than 243. No, I mean, that is a tough animal. I mean, we've seen deer yeah. do some, some amazing stuff yeah, as far as toughness. And you're talking about an animal that is – yeah, if you hit the shoulder in that thing, at least twice I mean, as big. Right. Again, shot placement's obviously key, but it's one of those things you want to give yourself enough room for margin of error there. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the, if you're only one of five people, I'm bringing a big stick. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, you want to have to recover that animal any farther than I have to. Yeah, and I mean, I know some states, if you shoot and you get blood, your tags, that's it. They, I don't know right. if they've addressed that either. Yeah, I mean, that's well, a good maybe question. they have. We don't have those facts, but maybe that he can answer that. But I mean, yeah, some states you draw blood and you're the done. No recovery. Yeah. That's you You've punch your tag. tag. Yeah, I mean, and I so. mean, whatever your personal ethics are aside, I mean, that's important rules to know. Obviously, I mean, some people in different states, even if it's not the rule, that's how they play. Um, me personally, if I believe it's a you know if it's a kill and I didn't recover it, um, then I'm probably going to be done. But if I think that that animal survived. You know, uh, to best of my judgment. Yeah, right. I think a, a lot of people. I mean, once again, you have different views on it, but I would I would say I'm similar. I mean, every situation is going to be different, even with you saying what you just said. Right. Right. So, like, if if I'm out hunting and there there's a a shot that I I think I was fatal, I've done everything I possibly can to recover that animal. Right. And it's not happening. And I th- I thought it was fatal, and and then the evidence from the time of the shot to the end mm-hmm. show- tells me it's probably fatal. I'm probably I'm punching that tag. Right. Um. But you know that that situation could be different the next year, where you know it, it's just hard to to lump everything into one it is. one deal. Um. I mean, there's. You know, I mean, I, that deer I had last year that you helped me with. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought he w- it was fatal, and I mean, we got lucky and found him. And it was he, just and a time frame wise, right? And, but he was still alive when you found him. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so you had to do what you had to do to put right. him down. But and nobody wants that. But no. I mean, that's just no. That's I mean, just part of hunting. That's, that's hunting sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah. hunting. But so. in the same aspect, okay. So I'm, I'm one of you know this year one of five people potentially if i get you know if whoever gets drawn you're one of five people and you cannot go back for 10 years now yeah i'm not shooting a 243 i can tell you that i mean even though i think it's a good round yeah i'm yeah i'm 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 probably gonna shoot a seven mag something bigger that i know has got some (laughs) something that can go through that shoulder that's anybody rigged up like a a arrow that will Fly with a stick of dynamite on it. <laughs> so no, like, I don't want to do that because they taste. <laughs> they way, ruin all they the taste they're, way oh too gosh, good to be messing up that meat. That is the hardest oh. thing to cook, in my opinion. You know, the last time we went to your house last year, the elk burgers. The elk they're burgers. So lean, they're leaner than you think. They look like they're, they're not good. really cooked. Yeah. And then, but they're done. And they're oh good. my gosh, so they're good. good. You gotta, you gotta cook. I, I mean, I've just determined, and this is just after exp- just messing around with it. Anytime I cook lean meat or you know game meat i always cook it rare it's it's gonna be rare the burgers that, everything yeah, yeah. Well, i mean i think I'm, if you went too much further than that you're just gonna ruin it right i mean i i think a lot of people they lose they lose a lot of their flavor just by overcooking it because they're used to cooking beef or well and like I, that's you me gotta, yeah at the time i'm i'm, I'm no, used you, to looking you at my beef and your sister <laughs> uh, it's I'm, re- I'm better I'm no better. it's ridiculous 
how much y'all cook steak. Like you're supposed to be able to see a little pink, a little red in there. No, no she'll, I want she'll that turn thing. Into a I want that. Th- yeah, I want that thing charcoaled. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, that's not. That's not right. Yeah, so, see, I've evolved in my age. Well, are you doing medium well now? Uh, I'm a medium guy now. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's better than nothing. And I'm, I'm getting better on, on cooking them. That's that's the thing is, I used to just, I'd, I'd wait too long. I thought, oh, I'm almost done, and then three minutes later, it's <laughs> well late. done. You're finished. Yeah, so you got to take it off. Like before you think it's done, you take it off before that because yeah, it's going to continue that. to cook after that. Yeah, and I think that's where I this always is cooking with Micah one on one. I just found a new podcast, or a new episode. Yeah, that's where I aired on on the game is you treat it like beef, and so you're like, oh, it's still pink. I've still got some time. It's always going to be that. Yeah, you know, no, you got you got to cook it. Tenderness rare. in there still. Yeah, but no, it is by elk is by far my favorite game meat out there. It doesn't have it doesn't have the gaminess no. of the whitetail. That's what's amazing. No, it's like you know a combination I mean, of whitetail and beef, in my opinion. No, it, it's great. It's it's by far. Speaking of the meat, though, you know what would be awesome about Missouri? I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult, but I know it won't be as hard to pack out quarters out of this I, state as it is. Yeah, I don't know, Colorado. man. I don't, how far are we going back in there? I mean, you say you see them by the road, but I don't know what. The I don't <laughs> care where I'm going, dude. I'm not at. T- Twelve thousand feet, and I agree <laughs> I with you. Breathe, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Breathe. We've all packed out deer, or you know, packed out deer and elk and stuff like that. But I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. How far you think we packed our elk out two years ago or whenever it was? Russell's. Yeah, it was only a mile. About a mile. It was a mile. Yeah, the worst mile of your life. Oh, it was a great mile. Oh, you you missed out on that one. That was a great I, mile. But you had it worse. I'm I pretty sure the, you guys had it worse. We were about we were a little farther than that, and uh, yeah, we were back in there a ways on on Pats that we went. Uh, oh, you mean the guy that hunted for two hours? Yeah, the yeah. guy his first oh, trip. Oh man, was, yeah. I'm so jealous of him. It's not he even had funny. That, he had that beginner's luck. Y'all will probably hear him on the show. I'm guessing at some point. Yeah, we'll get him. He'll on be here. a guest host. But no, I mean it's by far the worst fun you will ever have packing out an animal like that. Yeah, yeah, you've never, you've never been so unhappy and happy, all at the same time. You know you're. Oh, absolutely! You're excited and then, but you're dreading the walk. And oh, you, you hate your extra, life. You hate your life, but it, you feel like you're going to fall down every time you take a step. Yeah. What do you think an average quarter? I mean, say real quarter would weigh 50, rear? 50 pounds. Man, I can't even guess. I'm horrible oh, no. at that stuff. I mean, on a big bull. You're probably looking that's at true, 80 pounds. Yeah. yeah, 80 pounds on a rear. Depend- he, I mean, I, but that's another thing. I wonder I what. I had a cow. I had I had the rear and a front on there. Mm-hmm. I bet he was probably 80 pounds with both of those on there. And that was that was, that all, was all. Again, I'm I'm 6'5", 240 pounds. That was about all I I wanted on on that. Yeah. Right. No, Russell's Russell's bull was smaller, but I had what I had a rear and a front quarter. Yeah, you had a rear. And yeah, yeah, I had the same then. Yeah. He has a lower center of gravity than I do. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's 6'5". <laughs> I'm 5'7". Yeah, they, they, they also got their, their packs. They got yeah. those high-dollar packs. We just got uh, There yeah. ain't nothing like an exo pack, I'll say, though. <laughs> but, hey, you're rocking I, an Alps. Both of me and Micah, actually. Missouri-based right there. I'll, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Those Alps pack. No, it was awesome. For oh, the, I, For I, the price of the Alps compared, no offense to the exo, they're amazing packs. I'd run an Alps in a heartbeat if they're I did. They're Missouri-made I mean, packs that pack. I mean, you, it worked just the same as the XO and – yeah. Did the job. It was awesome. No, so I'd, I I'd rock an Alps I in love a heartbeat. Alps pack. Yeah. yeah, so whoever does get those tags and you do get an elk, make sure that before you do that, make sure you definitely have a good pack because yeah. it you think it matters. Just, yeah. 
Maybe they if you're get just a game a deer, cart in there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe you could, but I remember my first year in Colorado, I had a, a Tenzing, just like a deer hunting bag. And looking back now, I'm like, what the hell would I have done? I, I had a backpack. Like I was going to school. It was a backpack, yeah. Like, what the hell would I have done if I killed something? I was going to be bear hucking an elk. <laughs> stumbling down the mountain. Are you going to like make 18 trips up there? And oh, I mean, so yeah. I would definitely. That's a good point, Micah. Like, yeah, if, definitely. If any get, of the five people that get the tag for some reason listen to our show, you Nate's need to get offering to help pack it out. Oh, yeah. no doubt, I would. <laughs> oh, I'd do it. I'd do it. You, I'd be like, hey, you give me a podcast out of the deal. That's his. If, they, if they allow help. it, and any of you guys get the tag, I'm going with. Well, I would assume you could. You can film. I, I would assume they could. <laughs> There's going to be one guy with a bow, about ten people scattered <laughs> behind him. I see it now. Well, you, you know, you hear like all those those guys out west always get those like really sought after sheep tags and stuff like that, and goats. Yeah. And they they do. They take a huge. I mean, they take one group of like ten guys to go out there and spot one, spot them up, and Entourage. do all that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that takes some dedication. You gotta be really good friends with buddy to know that you gotta walk twenty miles up a mountain to yeah. just watch me shoot it. But that's you know? a good point. What what would you recommend people get? I mean, a pack would be really high on the list. You need to get a good pack to be able to pack out some meat. And it depends on assuming style it's gonna of happen. Hunting you're going to do. If you're gonna do spot and stalk, you need good boots. I mean that'd be my second yeah. thing. If you're gonna I mean if you're gonna deer stand hunt it, that's a different but, ball that's a different ball game. Yeah, don't I mean I wouldn't suggest you know, rubber boots. I mean, the mucks and stuff like, you know, yeah, across a lot of Missouri. That's what a lot right. of guys in Missouri, they use. But I would definitely, if you, if you got some just hiking boots. Right, hiking, hiking boots. boots. I don't think you got to go the extreme like a lot of the guys yeah, out either. west do. But Well, I know like Russell runs Crispies. I got yeah. Crispies. You, you got Crispies. I got, no, I run a Loa. Yeah, boot. I run Loa and I run Solomon's too. Yeah. So, so I, like I, my Loa was 150 bucks, which is a, a most money I've ever spent on a pair of, footwear in my life right. i'd say like but morels like morels would be good yeah. for missouri they're yeah, breathable would, yeah, uh, we're, yeah yeah i would think so but you definitely need game to. bags those are important yeah game bags you gotta especially be able to keep in, that meat you know if, if you're in if you kill one october 17th or whatever the first date is that can be hot it can be hot and you can have flies all over um and a good game bag would it'd yeah. be important yeah you don't want to lose any of that meat i mean that's what you're doing it for for the most absolutely. part absolutely yeah no that that'd be terrible you know, so well, that would suck. And watch some YouTubes on how to do the gutless method. <laughs> because That's a game changer. Yeah. You know what's you funny though is how many when we when Russell got his, I mean he had a lot of it done. But to have that animal in front of you, we watch video after video. How many times did we watch um Elk one on one? What's it oh, gosh. Oh, Corey Jacobs. Corey Jacobs, thank you. Um if you want to talk about elk calling, that is a guy you need to go watch his his YouTube, and he will show you how. <laughs> but to don't act like you're going like to be elk. as good as him. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. going it's never going to happen. But um, watched his videos on you know how to do the gutless and to cape them and all that, mm -hmm. and then you get the animal in front of you, and you're just like, the what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do the now? Size of them, it just yeah. You just like yeah. Um, he made it look a lot easier than this really is. No, it, you, yeah. Definitely need some uh, – oh, and uh, probably another product that I'm just going to throw out there. And, by the way, we're not sponsored by anybody. So, 
Unless they want to. Unless they want <laughs> to give us a call. Sure, but uh, the Havelina, Havelina knives. Those are. Yeah, we yeah, all we all run kind of those. Blade I knives. use those for deer too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You can just switch those blades out. And, and I think like the Gerber knife, it's the same yeah, blade. Yeah, I mean, I similar. Think I think if the you number can, of the blade, there's a number. It's like five hundred or something. I want to say or five A. It's a surgical blade. Yeah, surgical right. blade. Yeah. But I mean, you can you can do a you can cut up deer with one knife and be fine, but. You're doubling that size, if not tripling that size. So you are going to need more blades. You're going to burn so, through yeah. and a you can pack, blade. You can pack quick. that entire knife. And extra blades. In your pocket. And, you know, a dozen blades in a, you know, six-inch little case. Havalon, yeah. not Havalon. Havalon. Yeah, Havalon. 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 I, know I just recognized yeah. it, but, yeah. And if you're going to use a fixed blade knife, a uh, knife sharpener. Yeah, take a knife sharpener. You have sharpener. to have a knife sharpener, yeah. or else you won't. I mean, the, the hide of it, I think, is what really dulls it, is that oh, hair. Yeah. It just kills it, but talking about the gutless method, I think a key I messed up on uh, was, well, helping Pat, uh, it seemed like once we took the rib meat out, then you could get to that inside loin, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it until after it was too late. We actually ended up having to, it was taking too long, we ended up gutting it and getting everything done because we didn't want to waste any meat. Right. Uh, but once we did, you took that, a couple of those, uh, those rib uh, meat out in between, and then you could reach in there and grab that loin, and it was like, oh, light bulb. Yeah, miss that. <laughs> you know what was crazy with Russell's is how many layers of meat they have on their necks. That yes, and the the amount of meat in between ribs compared to like a whitetail. Like I remember on Russell's um, elk, that neck, it's like oh, there's a layer. Oh, there's more. Mm-hmm. You you felt like you were done, and then there's still more meat. Yeah, neck roast, baby. Yeah, I tell you what, I'd love to do is take like a sawzall and actually just cut the rib like cage out. And smoke a whole oh, rib. Oh, man. They got to be Smoked good. Smoked elk rib. Maybe if someone kills one close enough to the road <laughs> that, <laughs> that they can get in there with a game cart or something. I mean, you think these things are the size of a horse. We're all sitting here saying? talking about, like, you should get a pack and pack them out. <laughs> and they're all going to be killed within, like, 20 feet of a road or something. Probably. You watch. But mean, get knows. that in the back of a truck. Yeah. Yeah, good luck, right? Yeah, you're going to need I had a hard time with yeah. my 250-pound deer two years ago at your house. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing to – Take lightly, because I mean, it's it's a job. Yeah. It's a job. That's yeah. For sure. I, mean, I would love to be around when it happens, though. Oh, well, absolutely. That would be. It, once again, we're it all circles back to, we are in this state of Missouri talking about elk hunting. This state, you know, the e- opportunities. Every time we we've ever talked about elk hunting before, you know, this will be state. what my fourth or fifth year going out of state. We we're talking about our our seven to ten day opportunity. That's it. Yeah. And I know your your opportunity here is only what, eight, eight. days and eight days. So I sixteen nine. days. That was nine. Maybe I, I don't I don't I have to think nine, 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 nine and nine. So eight eighteen total. So you're talking about only eighteen days, but you know, you're home, right? I could have swore it was seventeen. Maybe you're right. But in the instant I mean we drive it's honestly it's like eighteen it's between uh, what yeah, no, seventeen to the twenty fifth and twelfth to the twentieth. We drive sixteen and a half hours, I think. To get to our campsite in yep. in Colorado, compared to a few hours now to go down. Yeah, what does that oh, be? Yeah, boy. four four hours. Well, we leave it like let's see, we leave right after dinner. The night we leave yeah. to Colorado, we drive through the night, get to Colorado the next morning. How long we spend the next day yeah. setting up camp? We get there by lunch the next day. You know, yep. get our bearings about us. Try not to cool. get get a good sleep in. Altitude and sickness and it's huh? game on. Boom. Now it's just driving home. So what do you do here? Do you go? Do you make that drive every day, or do you? No, I'm, no. I got. Well, fr- I I, gosh, what, 
I want to maximize, maximize my time. I, I mean, I'd be getting a hotel. Or I'm sure I know somebody that lives well, down I'd, there. I'd sleep in my freaking truck if I had yeah. to. Camper, tent. Yeah. yeah, I'd stay. I mean, I, I, all these are public lands. I imagine there's campsites. You know, Somewhere, yeah. maybe. Here's the here's the thing, though. You don't know you're going to get a tag till July 1st, right? So here here's a question for people to think about, and this would include us. We're taking vacation to go to Colorado, we hope. So we're recording this during this COVID stuff. So we, we, we never, don't know, we never know for sure, I guess, it's going right. to be back open. But we're take, taking vacation for Colorado. Then July 1st, you find out you get drawn for Missouri. And that's, what, 8 and 8, 16 days or whatever that is for Missouri. Some of those are going to be weekends, but you taking the rest of that time off. You know, to go ten years down That's all there. I got to say is ten. Ten years. years. That's exactly before right. Before you get the next opportunity, so I'll be honest with you. Um, it's my, it's gonna happen. You might have to go to Colorado without me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's a good point. I mean, I'm taking yeah. both of them up. I'm gonna work. I mean, my job's pretty lenient on stuff, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going on both. Hopefully. Yeah. I, well, that's. Actually, I take that back. Yeah. I'm married. Hey, I'm married with children, so <laughs> definitely going to have to see what the wife says. And more than likely, it's going to be one or the other. Now that I think, about I think it. one of the the worst decisions my sister thinks she's ever made is allowing you to go on the first elk hunt you ever. Well, I, I mean, I agree <laughs> with you on that. She definitely hates that. I mean, she, what was that? Three years ago? It'll be three. Uh, or I think four. this will be your third year out there with us. I don't. Be, remember. You went two years in a row now with us. Yeah, so this will be my third year going. My wife, she she planned the first trip and paid, so got that all paid up. It was up a surprise, and, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Christmas it was, present. Yeah, it was an early Christmas present. I'm an amazing husband, and I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But this no. is the last podcast Micah is going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she did that out of the kindness of her heart, and she hates it now because I, I'm going every it, year. It's, it, it's, you know. I hate, I warned her when she was. Cause so I knew about the the present, right? I had to try to help get it set up and get you in the group, right? Right. And uh, so I knew about it, and I told her, I said, "This isn't going to be a one year thing. I, I promise you, he's going to be hooked." Yeah. So I think we're doing it wrong. What do you mean? I, I think they need to come with us. I'm they, down for I mean, that. Honestly, my wife like, would enjoy the camping. I bet. I think that would be awesome. I, I, mean, I don't know I, what the kid the kids though. They, see, that's the thing. Having kids, that's hard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we definitely you want have to have take a good family system, of course, to be able to have that opportunity. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think they would have a good time. Though. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I know Amy would. And we've talked about it because, I mean, she she always she loves the mountains and she wants to go on vacation and stuff. I'm like, let's do it around elk season. We'll hunt while we walk up the mountains. I mean, uh, that's a perfect world right there in my book. But Now, Missouri, take them to South Missouri. Yeah. See, now. Go Branson. They, they could, go fishing. We could take them to the Branson, Branson Bell or whatnot. And there you go. We'll see you back at night. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> love that, you know. No, no. I, I mean, I love hunting with my wife. I mean, I heck, I killed one of my biggest bucks with dude. One know. of one of my favorite videos of all time is with <laughs> you and my sister. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh my good. gosh! I don't no. know how people can ever see the video, but it's it's basically. Oh, we'll you have to put it on Facebook. Or oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, put it, we'll put it on the page. But. So for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, obviously. Micah took my sister hunting, and it was a really muddy day where they were walking. Well, it's not that it was muddy. It's where we enter in, it's on the backside of a pond dam that has a leak. Yeah. So that place right there is just constantly muddy, constantly. And, I mean, I explained this to her. (laughs) 
You'll see it in the video, but yeah. And so she ends up. I told her I was like, "Just follow gotta, me. Just follow me. You gotta walk around this way. This is dry. No big deal." Nope. Your bullheaded sister. She decided <laughs> to go her own way, and you know, it. She gets stuck. She gets stuck in the. <laughs> got stuck, and you know, it, it, was, it was a good time. Oh. I had some fun with it, but I mean, it, you know, it was it funny. But no, that night. I mean, that was the night that I killed. Uh, my biggest bow kill, anyways. Yeah. I mean, she was right there. I mean, That's it was, awesome. wasn't a giant or nothing like that. But, but you got to experience that with No, her. I mean, it was great. And, I mean, I went into that hunt thinking, this is going to be a terrible night. I mean, it was hot. It was. I'm pretty sure it was October, if I remember right. But it was stinking hot. And didn't have the best wind for it. But we were able to have a sitter that night. My daughter, she was less than a year old. And we were able to have a sitter. We went out there, and I wasn't expecting to see anything and then i think it was like the last 30 minutes of light that's when you know it broke free it had does behind us and then way out in the field i see a big he's a 10 pointer saw a 10 pointer and did a little grunt calling and he, he went into the timber and i'm like oh crap he either smelled us because he was right downwind of us but he ended up coming right back out of the timber and we had some does behind us and he noticed those does and he didn't notice us, thank God, because like I said, that he must have had, they must have been a little bit more potent than we were, because <laughs> I mean he walked right in front of us, and I mean twelve yards, double lung, ran twenty, dropped. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's, that's what we talked about in episode zero. That's why we hunt. You think it's going to be a horrible night, right? Boom! All hell breaks loose. You don't right know unless you're out there. No, I, I mean, I try to. I think we all do this, right? Now elk season, obviously, you get that sixteen days or whatever the heck. The math is, you're taking all 16, hopefully. With, you know, deer hunting or, or turkey hunting even, sometimes you try to play it smart. And you're watching your wind, your you're watching your wind, pressure, right. your weather, yeah. All of it. And then you you end up going on a day you think is garbage, and there they are. Yep. And then you're like, well, am I stupid? Or, like, right. why did that happen? <laughs> you know? But I mean, no doubt, smart hunting. I think is is a. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't even say smart hunting. Just uh, well, making you know educated guesses. We have to optimize our time in the woods. Where if we could live in the woods, I mean, and do it we all would, the time. Right? We would, but we have other responsibilities and things right. to do. So I mean, yeah. you want to optimize your time. So I'm a big believer in barometric pressure changes. I wonder. I mean, if elk react the same way whitetail do, I believe whitetail do that. Uh, and another question. Micah said, "Is a ten pointer out there?" Missouri, I most people refer to as deer as ten point, eight point. <laughs> Not a four by four, a six Western by six. Western states, yeah. everything's four by four, five by five, six by six, five by six. I think even like up in uh, so what's a Missouri, like Minnesota elk? and stuff, they talk about their deer that way. I agree. Right. Most like states talk about their deer. I mean, yeah. So what's a Missouri elk? Is a Missouri elk a five by five? Or is you know what's funny is, is I point? would probably call it a five by five because we go out to Colorado and that's kind of what we call them, right? So what's the problem? I mean, yeah, what's I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'd be like that, because that, of that big ass elk. elk right there. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> Shoot him. And I think I think they've got a similar rule here. Um, I think he's got a six inch brow time. Yeah, yeah. Which is or, the same as yeah, same as I think out there. I thought that was um, four. Well, I read the regulations every year that I get mailed to me, but I don't remember from time. Yeah, to time. but there's speaking of which, I got to call them. I haven't yeah. requested my mail. Yeah, same. And to clarify something else, our wives do not hunt by their own choice. 
So we we actually have to get permission from our wives. You know, they're not participating with us. We're right. full support of, you know, women hunting and in the outdoors. Ours just happened not to, and it's just they, not their deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, my 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 wife, she loves to bow. She loves shooting her bow yeah. and everything like that. But mine will go fishing when, anytime we want to fish. That's yeah. for sure. Right. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, they're just better than we are, and when we're out playing, they're home taking care of our our children and yeah i mean it's that sort of we're stuff we're fortunate to have the wives we do they understand yeah. what we love to do i mean even this podcast i brought the idea you know the idea of doing this podcast up to my wife and she's like but why and i'm like well because it's awesome <laughs> it's <laughs> a passion of ours and then, you know. then you explain you quit talking to her about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was like okay <laughs> yeah. so and i mean you know that here we are and you know they 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 support the sort of stuff that we do and yeah, I mean that's why we married them. Yeah, I obviously mean, you married we, my sister. I, she was already awesome. I already knew that. But yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. <laughs> she is. But I mean, we definitely get in our fights about it, and every, I'm, everybody does. Anybody that's been married and hunts and has a passion for anything, really, they're gonna get in a fight. Oh, especially about if you're like, uh, how many times has this happened? I'm, I'm not gonna hunt this, you know, Thursday or Friday or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. then this cold front. There's like, a cold boom. front. I gotta go. <laughs> like, hey, but you don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than somebody's addicted to golf or to right. anything like that. I mean, you now want that to, you want to be doing it over and over. Again. I'm pretty sure people that are into golf, which I do golf a little bit, that is a time sucking game right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me and, it was my buddy's birthday last weekend. You can spend an entire day, and out we there. we went and played 18. We were gone all day. I mean, yeah. it's I mean, <laughs> talk about a time sucker. That one will suck the yeah. life out of you. I think that's why I've never gotten into that game. Just oh, it's fun, but yeah. I mean, I'm whew, I'm really bad, <laughs> really bad at it. But yeah, I mean, so anybody got anything else to add about elk season? I'm excited. I'm gonna start shooting my bow now. No, you yeah, just, yeah. I, I you mean you stopped? Believe, I don't man, stop. Sure. Well, he he just got, got his set up. That's true. Yeah. You did get a I new set up. Yeah. We'll got him. What'd you get? A new Athens archery? Got, yeah, we got Athens uh, Ridge Thirty Four. So far, things pretty sweet. Out of the box, I actually, I put it this one together myself. First time I've ever done it. Kind of made a little homemade bow shop. I'm sure something is not <laughs> right, <laughs> but so far it hasn't flown apart. So I, I something I've wanted to do for a long time is kind of. Have you been grouping yet? Um, a little bit. Um, okay. Honestly, I've probably only shot it, you know, I'd say two dozen times. Okay. Yeah. Um, just yeah. with everything going on, I haven't had a lot of time to do it. But, I mean, it's yeah, so I, far. So I'm good. usually, well, and especially now with my bow this year because I just got it restrung and I'm I'm running a new uh, release. So, I'm going to have to re-sight it in, I'm sure. Yep. And the release is going to take some time to figure everything out. And uh, I've shot. I'd be a thumb release this year. I'm thinking I might use a thumb release. I don't know. Pat said I could. Pat said I could borrow his or use his. Yeah. Try it out. I need to. Um, I didn't go to one just because I've never shot one. Right. Um, so I bought a uh, what is it? A short and sweet by True Ball. Yeah. Um, which gets good reviews and and should help me out, but it's just going to be weird because everything's going to be different. So you know, usually I'm out by now shooting, but. Well, we do a lot of 3D competitions, and those have been shut down around here. Yeah, so I mean, we you haven't had. Do that. But I mean, I've I've still been shooting a little bit. I don't, I haven't been shooting as much as I usually do. But you know, we all, each of us, we all have a little bit of property, and we all got targets out at our house that we can, you know, shoot. Thank God. But I mean, I've been shooting a little bit, but I had a little, little mishap <laughs> or whatever. My son knocked my bow off my bow hanger and threw the string off and scratched the cam a little bit. And so I had to 
I had to borrow a buddy's boat. Micah called me crying. It broke my heart, man. I mean, (laughs) he did. He was crying. I don't know if I was crying, but I was upset about. In my version, he was crying. Yeah, (laughs) I was definitely upset about the situation. It was bad day. Like like I said, I'm I'm real glad that I was getting my arrows out of the target whenever I look back and I see my son knock my bow off onto concrete. If I would have been 20 yards away, I don't know what would have happened. It would have been bad. You know whose fault it was, though? It was mine. Was all, especially, you know your son, man. No, my, yeah, he's, my nephew, man, he's into everything. Oh, he's balls <laughs> to the wall. He is balls to the wall all the time. But, yeah, so – but I got it fixed finally. So, and I actually started shooting those fobs, those fob things. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been I've been messing around with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on them yet completely. I mean, they, they group – they pretty much grouped the same as my fletchings were, so – I don't know. I'm going to mess with the It's just the whole, you know, how, the, how much they're going to fly off. And right. Well, I mean, because when you shoot groups, you can't shoot a group with those. You have to shoot individual X's, we'll call them, because if you get within fletching, you're I mean, you're it. breaking them. I mean, you're breaking them, you're knocking them off. So. Yeah. Well, folks, um, this is what we warned you about with rabbit holes. <laughs> yep. We it's were talking about a, elk. That was a big one. Yeah. And then uh, I now we're talking somehow about um, – our bows and stuff. So uh, we warned you. It's not not our fault. <laughs> but uh, I so just hope whoever gets the elk tag takes the time to practice and make it makes it as worth it as you know as they yeah, possibly absolutely. can. Absolutely. I think the and I hope I hope the people that are applying are serious. Yes. And I'm sure I they appreciate are. the the real. I mean the history of the opportunity they're yeah. getting. Right. This is big. This is this a is big, huge. I mean this deal. is. I mean in our lifetimes we've never seen it. Right. So um, I'm guessing it hasn't. An elk has not been hunted. I bet we could find out real quick if we wanted Legally. to. But I bet you money. <laughs> <laughs> an elk has not been hunted in this state in hundreds of years. Yeah. And now in 2020, five people are going to be lucky enough to get that opportunity. Yep. Absolutely. Free, that's, that's free ranging Missouri elk. Yep. Either way, MDC has my $10 for the chance. Yep. 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 So anyway, uh, join us. You know, the next time hope we're hoping to have um, a Missouri Department of Conservation person on to talk about elk season in a kind of a part two series or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, about elk. And um, hopefully we can get that to you all next week. But uh, until then, we appreciate you all listening um, and we'll talk to you all later. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Missouri Woods and Water podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, if you like our podcast, please go subscribe. And give us a five-star review. Um, you can subscribe several ways. Uh, search our, our name, Missouri Woods and Water Podcast, um, on whatever platform you use. Or uh, you can go to the Sportsman's Nation uh, podcast page and find us through there. So uh, we're really excited to be on this network. Um, also, go give us a follow on Instagram, at Missouri Woods and Water. And check us out on our Facebook page, Missouri Woods and Water. And we will try our best to continue to to bring you good content. Uh, Look forward to episode two. Have a good one.